0: Hello and welcome, coming to you from Rivendell, home of the elves. I'm Josh. And I'm John. And Josh, was this all the Limbus bread you packed? I've already eaten it all. Again, told you to save that for second breakfast. But this is the Geek ETC Podcast, where we dive into all things you can geek out about. So, last week, I mentioned uh, the fact that me and my wife are going on a trip to Japan later this year. Yeah. <clears throat> and we uh, wanted to visit we, you know, one of those cat cafes, and there was a special cat there named Tartar that we were going to meet. Derp cat. Yes, a derp cat, little tooth hanging out. Uh, you can see a picture on our Instagram of him if you're interested, if you haven't checked that out yet, uh, for the show notes for last episode.
1: We'll feature him maybe in the story this time. Like maybe so. very prominent. Well, unfortunately... Oh,
0: don't say it. Please I, don't say it. As I was... Please don't say it. Uh, 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 don't say it. ...gathering all the data... From uh, for the uh, last episode, putting everything together, you know, I went to go uh, find his info and stuff on the site to link it and everything, and I, I couldn't find him. He wasn't on there anymore. I can't handle it, Josh. To which I'm like, so nothing better happened to him. My wife's going to lose it. Oh yeah. And so I ended up putting the website in the Wayback Machine, in the Internet Archive website, to find an older version of it. And there was a version in early February that still had him on there. So I was like. He was just on there because, I mean, we'd seen him. So uh, I actually ended up emailing the people to ask him, yo, what happened to this cat?
1: Did you email them like using kanji or just, just in like an English Partially, email?
0: Partially. Really? I did his name, yeah, in in uh, uh, katakana. Okay. Which, I know that doesn't mean anything to you. but well, uh, I know what it means. Jeez. Okay. know the difference between hiragana, katakana, and kanji? So there's a
1: cat, Josh. <laughs> what happened to the cat? The fans want to know. Yes. Where's the derp there's cat? A cat.
0: And turns out on February nineteenth, he graduated. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> After five years of service, that for a cat, that's a, I don't know what cat years. How those if those are like dog years or not? Well, I imagine so. probably there's some uh, kind of way you can figure out. You know, how many cat years or versus humans? I don't think it's seven. Who knows? But they also have nine lives, so maybe that is a factor.
1: Mm, yeah, but, that's like that's like a that's like a algebra equation I exactly.
0: But apparently. Yeah, he served his five years and he worked and, and graduated and then uh, is living a they said he's living his life with his foster family now.
1: Oh, my God. So, okay, well, what's way better than what I thought? Yeah, I, as long as his foster family is not
0: angels. They did say right. that, right? They didn't say he went to live at a farm, you know, out in the country. So at least that's something.
1: Because I don't think he would do too good. I don't think he would do really well on a farm in the country. Maybe not.
0: But they, I mean, they had pictures like there was a Instagram pictures of him like sitting next to this banner that had his face on it from different points in his life, and he had a certificate and everything. It was a whole deal. Apparently, they go through this whole process whenever their cats graduate from this cat cafe.
1: Wow. Did they? Did it give a speech? Was it like a
0: valedictorian? I, they did have a bunch of martini glasses with cat food, like ten of them lined up in a row that he was eating out of. As a special treat, I said so. Man, hey, it, it was it was quite a, a ceremony apparently, and uh, someone I guess who had like visited this same cat for years like put this huge long post talking about it was the last day they'd ever see him. Wow, yeah, it was pretty involved. But unfortunately, when we do make our trip, there's a, a good chance we probably won't get to meet Tartar. Unfortunately, so wife was kind of bummed, but she just said, "I'll just have to find another derpy cat while we're there." Oh. Did tell my wife, I wonder if. You know, I could convince them to contact whoever the uh, foster people are and see if we could, like, yeah, we we didn't come
1: them. here for your country, your culture, your food, or anything like that. No, we came here across the Pacific Ocean. Yes, in in the quest for one thing and one thing. A fourteen-hour flight, a cat that can only be found in Tokyo. Yes,
0: yeah, that so, would
1: that would be funny if they, you know, like they might be nice enough just to let you do it, like just let you problem, meet up.
0: Maybe you know if we show up when we have shirts with his face on it you know they might be like oh man they're really big fans just give him a thousand yen or something like that what is it like ten dollars a thousand yeah it's like like seven bucks dollars yeah <laughs> yeah that so, makes sense not a lot but we'll see you know maybe i'll have an update you know once we travel out there that i'll have a whole uh, video series the quest for tartar or something
1: oh my oh my, <laughs> oh my god a little mini series right. for this a film like a documentary, any
0: documentary on the search for Tartar in a
1: world <laughs> that would be so great. I would love that. One cat exists. One cat, one tooth, <laughs> one snaggle tooth hanging from its mouth, jutting from its mouth. More likely,
0: yes. More like it. Um, so yeah, unfortunate, but you know, not not the worst of circumstances. Well, but either way,
1: you guys are still going to see uh, Derp Cat because we're going to be posting Tartar, the Derp Cat, on our story for sure and you know what we hope you love the cat too and i hope you can find it it's in the it's in the last mandalorian post we made yeah you can find it in there uh buried next to nick offerman and a few other right of the things. also
0: uh on our, on our website on geeketcpod.com underneath each episode or show notes uh with links to uh all the things we talk about and so on that uh star wars episode there's a link to either his instagram page or just their website where you can check out the cats
1: (laughs) yeah so that way you know Josh goes through a lot of work on that so you know if you're ever like hey I wonder about that you can also listen to our podcasts on there as well Um,
0: speaking of listening to it in other places yeah also they every episode up to this point there are uh, and going forward they're all available on YouTube on our YouTube channel as well that's
1: right we don't have video uh, a because you don't want to see how ugly I am You know, it's (laughs) it's better if it's a mystery how hideous I look but also uh, that might come in the future but right now so they're just on there so if if you like listening to stuff on YouTube while you're doing whatever, hey, you know, and, and you maybe your uh, Spotify has been
0: acting up or you don't want to update it. just right. Whatever. G- give us a listen to on YouTube. Also, uh, you know, I'm still working a full time job in addition to this. So that's a lot less to edit. <laughs> Not having video. And that's also like that true. Too. That is also true. Because you have to like that whole filter on and everything like
1: that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of filters, you know who changes filters? Yeah. Uh, Engineers.
0: Oh, remembers oh filters inside of ships and things yeah true
1: inside of like a ship or something like that
0: right yeah you explain what you're talking about well
1: so on our patreon hey hey listen so we've not hit you with an ad yet uh a because nobody cares enough to pay us money to tell you things but and b because um we don't want to and so and and ads like that sucks so that's right so if you are interested for as little as one dollar a month that equals how much per year josh how much what? How much per year? Uh, 300, wait, for month? So 12. There we go. There's that map <laughs> we were talking about. $12 a year, $1 <laughs> a month. You can be a stowaway on our ship that is yeah. blasting off into the uh, unknown. Right, uh, into an unknown
0: universe of geek culture and uh, entertainment.
1: And we'll have additional uh, crew membership uh, out there. We have right now a crew member, and the highest ranking we've got right now is an engineer. But we have plans and art for all our other future plans but it's a little it's a little uh you know we don't have all of them up there because we don't have one of you guys yet as a patron but when we do guess who's gonna be talked about on here so
0: right so we have yeah three different levels on our our patreon at the moment and with each uh sequential one you get more benefits um and you can check those out on patreon.com slash geek etc podcast and you know we did this whole ship detail because we really love sci-fi but you know what else we really love well, what I was going to mention uh, before you move on to that, that um, on the Patreon, if you are on the crew member or higher, um, our first uh, exclusive content is on there. Oh, that's right. To watch for a our what our um, series we're calling co-op therapy. Mm-hmm. Kind of a play on couples therapy, because often both our wives say that, you know, we're our, you're my like, other boyfriend or something
1: <laughs> yeah yeah cause, yeah, cause, well, yeah you know we're like an old married couple you right know, kind of thing going on exactly yeah sometimes it makes the wives jealous because they they're like you know they're like <laughs> uh because it's our, our inside jokes going but right yeah
0: but yeah so we've got our first episode on there um relating to last week's episode and we are uh there's some gameplay of us checking out star wars battlefront 2 specifically from the 2004 version
1: yeah the old school like xbox original xbox yeah. version and if you want to see me the best in one. a turret just like beaming people You're and some space fl- battles flying a flying a ship poorly because i <laughs> listen i used to be an ace on it okay but you can go on there and watch and then we're also going to be chit-chatting and just goofing around too it's not going to be like a let's play or something like that which you'll get just on our youtube channels this is more right. of a behind the scenes us goof trooping
0: yeah, but still very entertaining. Uh, very very fun to play that game again, and, and I imagine we'll definitely, you know, have a couple more videos in that gameplay.
1: Oh, I hope we do because <laughs> it's so much fun. I hope we do. Um, Alrighty. Well, like I said, I love sci-fi. Yes. You love sci-fi. We also love fantasy. We do. And this week we're geeking out
0: about Lord of the Rings.
1: So there's been some new content. We we were talking about Lord of the Rings, and it's one of those things like it, it almost feels like when the Hobbit came out or something similar, there is an announcement that there are new movies on the way.
0: Yes. It's been uh, met with some controversy over the past uh, week or so that, you know, a lot of people are kind of like, you know, weren't super happy with the Hobbit movies that came out and, you know, don't want them to just, you know, let a sleeping dog
1: lie. And weren't happy with also with the rings of power too. Let's be honest. That was also an issue with Amazon. Right. Um, but so yeah, you know, there there was also been a rumor that the, the Lord of these new Lord of the Rings movies might be a remake of the original trilogy. I didn't hear that. That they might be a remake of those. Oh, that's been a rumor. And I want to, I want to put that to bed. So from what I understand, that is not going to happen. And I have, I have a statement here from WB pictures group that was sent out to me. Um, Everybody, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you (laughs) exclusive. Well, it was, I I have it, so yeah, you know, I didn't steal it. But for all the scope and detail lovingly packed into the two trilogies, the vast, complex, and dazzling universe dreamed up by J.R.R. Tolkien remains largely unexplored on film. The opportunity to invite fans deeper into the cinematic world of Middle Earth is an honor. We are excited to partner with Middle Earth Enterprises and embrace. Uh, and and embracer on this adventure so it sounds like from that from that like company statement that they are going to try to go in and um, provide movies taking place kind of maybe deeper in the uh, actual like I, the, the, the mythos itself like going back to i want to talk about that exclusively too here yeah. in a little bit what they could possibly be but
0: well i heard that they got rights to certain parts but they didn't get rights to things involving the cimmerillion
1: well, so the, the so that is true. So the Sim, the Silmarillion and the First Age of the First Age is still owned by the Tolkien family, right? So nobody has the rights to those, yeah, right. Which is nice because then they can, you know, the Tolkien family could like be like, oh, it's just a repeating. We we know they could like re- do a whole bunch of stuff with it, right? But uh, right now the they do, you know, WB Warner Brothers. I think got bought out by Amazon, so there's a lot of that going on as well. So, um very excited for this. I'm I'm very excited for what the movies might be. Right. You know, what would make me so happy is hearing Peter Jackson coming back.
0: Well, and and again, that would that would be awesome. I just I I like I, I guess everybody's fear too is they don't want the same thing to happen to this that happened to Star Wars
1: no 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 we don't we yeah. well and we talked about it at length last time too right these big and this is one of those things right when i talk about when I my little little closer statement that i say geeks fight better together they have to understand the only thing that you can do is hurt them monetarily right, right? when it's a big organization that's the only thing that you can do is hurt them monetarily. not
0: buy the product not support it that's yes. the only thing that makes any change
1: and with Marvel, we've seen Disney taking it over and just kind of um, yeah, but then putting out way too much content. I mean, I'm fine if they want to put out movies, right? I'm fine if Marvel wants to put out a million movies, but they need to take their time.
0: Yeah, but and, and likewise, like we're talking about people supporting it, um, that Ant-Man knew uh, and Quantumanium just came out. And it had, after the initial week, it had the biggest drop-off. Of any Marvel movie that they've had yet. Oh yeah, it tanked hard. Yeah, it, it tanked it, it hard. Bottomed out. It tanked hard. I
1: don't want to see that happen, and the things that I love be relegated to something like to the past, and then try to to quote, quote unquote reinnovate or something mm. like that, and come through with like even worse stuff that we just kind of swallow. You know, like I want like a like a beautiful meal. You know, I don't mm. want to be force fed stuff that I don't that
0: isn't. No, I, I don't, I don't I want to watch think. it just for the sake of watching new content. To yep. Just to cram more information in there, I want something that like the original Lord of the Rings that is riveting and it, it grabs my attention. And when it, you know, when one of those, I remember seeing him as a kid in the theater, and you know, it was always around Christmas time. And when the movie ended, especially like the first one, the second one, obviously the, the cliffhangers that were they were on, we were like, oh my gosh, we have to wait another year to see the next mm-hmm. one. And it was like, you know, something we thought about the entire year. And yeah. then when the trailers came out and we got to go back to the theater and see, you know, Return of the King, it was the most epic thing to go see that and to see how this was resolved and, you know, where these characters' adventures took them.
1: I, and I never saw them and I, I was never able to see them on theaters. And so, like I talked about in the last one, I was a little poor boy and not that you were, not that you had money by any stretch, but um, my parents were just stingy. So, but they, we didn't do it. You know, I didn't, I never saw those. And, you know, I, I too, I love, I love Star Wars. I love a lot of things we talked about, but the Lord of the Rings is like one of the ultimate fantasy outside of like mythology, outside of like individual nations nationalities and like those kind of things, mythology, like Greek mythology or Norse mythology or Egyptian mythology, whatever it is. The, this fantasy setting that
0: Tolkien put in place, he is the godfather for so many people. I, th- I think it, it took the, yeah, the fantasy setting and really put it on the map in front of people's eyes and made it a, you know, a relevant thing. Yes, for sure. And the, the,
1: like, even like, especially the age that it came out in, you know, like he inspired so many people, like the. Um, the Lion, the Witch, and C.S. Lewis, the guy that wrote The Lion, yeah, the Witch, he, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, similarly. Yeah. Well, he did, but you know, he wrote. You know, he wrote a thing about the Hobbit, and he talked about, you know, watching it as a child, like reading it. Didn't, there was no Hobbit movie yet back then, but <laughs> the, he said reading it as a child, you know, you enjoy it. Reading it as a young adult, you enjoy it. He says it's not until you read it several more times and as an adult and like on you know the umpteenth reading that you really start to understand the genius of Tolkien. That's what C.S. Lewis, another critically acclaimed writer said, um not verbatim, but to that effect on um speaking about the hobbit and about Tolkien's work. Yeah. And it is such um, amazing, you know, Tolkien Tolkien wrote it, you know, with some of it being like his attempt at like creating a very like interesting Saxon like Anglo-Saxon mythology you know kind of like entering that world and you see that a lot with like even in the movies like peter jackson i believe he told like everybody he's like this isn't about us you know like this is about we have to tell the story correctly we have to honor tolkien you know right and i think that he entered into it with the with the right art Mind style. Like he, he entered into it with like the heart of somebody that cared about it enough, yeah. almost like a Henry Cavill. Like you see Henry Cavill with the witcher or whatever. Who's like, yeah. I'm not going to do it if it bastardizes what I like. Right. You know? And that's why I think Peter Jackson did with, you know, there were, there was obviously different things from the movie in the books,
0: well, but he captured
1: course. the essence so well that there's so many of us. There's so many things, you know, even like, and we talk about Dungeons and Dragons we talk about other fantasy things you know Pathfinder whatever those themes that we see for elves and other races ha- halflings and that kind of thing mm-hmm. the the art that you see for those things are very. they they look like they came out of a Lord of the Rings book
0: yeah anything you see in any of those kind of fantasy settings that it all just you know you could very well just see it also in yeah Lord of the Rings setting like you said and I think that he, he, did, it, he did it in a way that I bet, you know, I'm assuming a majority of the people who saw the movies and love the movies may have never even, you know, they never read the books. You know, when I was a kid, when I saw it, I mean, obviously like I had never even heard of the books. I didn't know they were books and yeah. hadn't uh, read them or anything, but that even just these couple movies, uh, made, uh, made me such a fan of that universe and those characters and everything that it, you know, it instantly became one of my favorite movie series. Oh yeah. And, and it, i didn't i don't know that i really had a much of a interest in kind of the fantasy setting or anything related to that before those movies like i don't even know if you know i thought about fantasy as a, a thing in general but then after seeing that you know suddenly just this idea and thought of things of elves and dwarves and wizards and magic and all this type of stuff um was suddenly on you know the front of my brain of th- that was a whole universe that existed
1: and tolkien is is this great world builder like when you read this from early on and you go like even just like there's so many youtube channels and videos you can go out there and you can find things where it's like you know talking about like the different maya And like Gandalf the Grey and the blue, there's blue wizards, right? There's all, there's all these different things. And, and, and talking about Sauron and, and go, going back like Saruman, like living for like a thousand years, like in the Eastlands. And there's so much history there. And that's what I think is interesting is, is that Warner brothers has the opportunity to do it. And I think they know, like it's no secret the rings of power tanked. Right. And it wasn't because they cast people of, you know, of, of whatever. It wasn't because they, um, you know, empowered folks or whatever. The ring, the rings of power tanked because you have this gold standard, right? Yeah. Which the Lord of the Rings still is. It, it is a gold standard that people still try to meet. We, there's still probably, they're still probably making lots of action figures. They, you know, they make money, uh, the, oh, yeah, the, extended, the, mer- the the
0: merch and all the stuff from that yes yeah, is, is as far as the eye can see.
1: The books are being sold the 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 extended editions. You know, different people keep picking it up. You know, Netflix now has yeah. Lord of the Rings on there, not the extended versions. So they're you know only two and a half three hours long instead of the four and a half hour ones like I watch. But yeah. the. There's so much out there. Like it's still such a prevalent thing. It's always going to be watched. I'm going to consume it over and over and over again. Nick, there's lots of movies I watch. I'm like, I'll probably never watch. Exactly. Me too.
0: I I, I honestly rarely rewatch any movies that I've watched before, but Lord of the Rings is one of those things that i Almost. I probably I typically will watch it about once a year, at
1: least once a year. I, sometimes I watch it more than that, you know, yeah. or the Hobbit or some, you know, because it, it gives you those, you know, it's like a fun Christmas movie. It's also like a fun, like fall or spring movie, you know, like with the rain going out. So like right. you can't go outside. Like the, there's something about like, especially where we live too. you know, yeah. and you know, my house used to live yeah. with me looking up the hill from where I lived on like a foggy morning. Right. And getting that kind of like, it feels like you're in the Shire. It looks like Hobbiton. <laughs> it looks like
0: Hobbiton. Rolling green hills. Rolling you know, green hills. Far green country.
1: Yes. I love that. So it's like, ah, oh, you know what? Let's, yeah. let's turn on the two towers. Right. You know? And so when oh, talking about the Rings of Power, the Amazon series that came out, I don't think you've watched it. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Oh, well, very interesting. I'd l- cause I did not enjoy it. Really? I did not enjoy it because there was, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and say your, because they, they made the dwarves diminutive. They made them like, they all looked scrawny. The beards were weird. The way that they looked was odd. Mm. You know, when I saw, um, Gladriel the first time, right? Yeah. I was, I love the way that like, when we see the, the army of, um, in the first in the first movie right we see the war between the first war where sorrow where sauron has his thumb cut off and yeah. the 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 ring falls to the ground it right?
0: wasn't his thumb; it was his index finger i believe but
1: well one whatever finger <laughs> it was one of his fingers like got <laughs> cut off and so he drops the you know the ring falls it, to the it, ground yeah. and he, he you know it's the first war and you know it agent,
0: wa- agent smith is there
1: Agent Smith is there. That's right. <laughs> right. Oh, Elrond, Elrond was there. Yeah. I was there, Gandalf. That's a call. I've almost said every single episode. Yeah. You know, we see the elven armor, right? Yeah. It looks elven. You're like, that makes sense. Right. That's really cool looking. I see Gladriel for the first time in the Rings of Power. Right. She's wearing like full huge plate armor. Right. that looks silly on her. It looks human. It doesn't have like any like really elegant style to it, right. other than it's like well made. Yeah. And then she's carrying this huge like double-handed sword on her back. Like, yeah, I when I saw that I was so angry. I was <laughs> like, why wouldn't they like carry on with like the elegance of like that elven armor, the way that it looks in like right. the two towers? Right, we see the the elves that come to fight at the Battle of uh, Helm's Deep, then we see, obviously, that...
0: Yeah, to me, the... the Like, my vision of any kind of elven armor or weaponry and stuff, it's all, like, you know, very lightweight, thin, kind of very maneuverable, dexter- dexterous, you know, based armor and weapons and stuff, but that they're made of, you know, fine elven materials. Yes. So they're still, you know, even though they're light and, you know, very weightless and you can move around quickly, they're still just as strong... You know, like Mithril, for instance, or something.
1: Exactly. So they're very strong. They're very sturdy. And instead, like, I see Gladriel, right? And she's wearing this plate armor. Right. That just, it looks like, it looks like other fantasy. She looks like Joan of Arc versus Mm -hmm. what I
0: would expect an elven
1: warrior to look like.
0: Kind of like, or like you could see a, like a Valkyrie from Norse mythology kind of yeah. in, in like full armor kind of thing what like we
1: actually. what we consider of like norse mythology right. like we yeah. we kind of overdo it with like the plate armor you know exactly. and that kind of thing and then she's got like a sword behind her back which i absolutely hate <laughs> i hate swords behind the back so it much. it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense and it Especially bothers if me they're
0: long like you can't pull it out Very easily
1: with no sheath. Like there's, this is just this is just like a John. Maybe it's just a John thing, but I like seeing like a a neat looking sheath. Like that's part of like the elegance of like a nice sword. It's like when you see a sheath that goes along with it. You know, sometimes the sheath and the way that the everything matches up. I like the way that that looks.
0: Agree. I I like even here's a deep cut that um other people may relate to or not. That I literally in, in Skyrim, I literally you know would use a steel sword over an iron sword just because it had a sheath on it just because it had a sheath same exact thing a
1: hundred percent like i will i will not use one if it doesn't have a sheath because i don't like that i like seeing the sheath i like seeing it come out of there i like seeing it go back in i like the art that goes into those things you know katanas right You, you, you that's that's one thing you know like people are katana lovers you're a katana guy right that's one thing they don't really do with katanas.
0: They don't put them behind their back, just open air. Like they do? With, anything you see of a, a samurai or anything, they have, you know, their one or two swords on their uh, left side, you know, tucked in through the, the waist wrap yeah. uh, of their katanas. Like that's, that's the efficient way to do it. But for some reason, when we deal with like European like style
1: swords... It almost always, like even Middle Eastern. I mean, The Witcher,
0: like he has his behind his he back. He has That's his a good example. Of that. He
1: has his behind his back, and I don't. I'll go. I'll give him like he's got his two, and like I think, think the sheaths are designed to come out. Like they're designed. Very, they're, it could be. Yeah, they're designed in a matter where they can come out easily or whatever. And I get that, like it's a movie, right? It's yeah. just a movie. It's just a movie, John. You are right. It is, but but
0: on that, it note, takes
1: it. It takes it away from me when yeah. I see them drawing these swords i see these sheaths in other movies i see these things and she's she's got this huge like double-handed sword and there's sure cuz she wield it she's super strong right i have no problem with her like wielding a two-handed sword i would just rather yeah. come from her side and be like a single-edged blade and look right. more elegant And be like a real, I want to see her doing like Jedi moves, essentially. I want to see her like moving like that. That's what I get. Fluidly. Very fluid, right? Versus like the hack and slash that we see from like a Boromir or something to that effect. So that
0: always bothers me. And and Um, me and you've always kind of been stickler for some of those weaponry details in in movies and and games. Very much so. so.
1: Very much so. And that brings me to another thing, like the armor details, right? So we talked about Gladriel's armor, but let's talk about... Like so the, the Numenorian armor started to look cool. Like oh, there's like this white armor or whatever. Mm. But Amazon also. So Disney has more money than God. Amazon has more money than a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? Amazon's loaded. So when they put out this billion, like oh, it's a billion dollar series, like the first season yeah. or whatever. I expect it to look like that, right? And it didn't,
0: right? To look as good if not better than the movies kind of thing, like for a billion freaking dollars, that's a lot of money. It, it is a lot.
1: It is a a ton of cash. And I did not like the way that their armor looked. I mean, I like the way that it looked kind of at a distance, but then once you actually saw it, right, when you actually saw whatever detail was in it, it was obviously rubber or plat. Like there was mm-hmm. no life to it. It was a dead piece of plastic. Like that. Right. it was totally missing the life in it. And then go fast forwarding a little bit. Cause there's so many other little things I could pick on, right? Yeah. It's
0: been all day. it could been all day picking
1: on it. And when I saw when the, when the humans are fighting the orcs, like first off, like so silly that they had like this, they had this like actual fortress. Right. And they're like, let's abandon that and just blow it up. Right. Mm-hmm. They had a fortress, like with one way in, right. Like, up on the a, like an actual defendable fortress, Kind of like Helm's Deep, right? Yeah. Kind of like Helm's Deep, where it was like, oh, this is like a last stand fortress. And they're like, let's do a little fireworks show and kill like 40 of them. Some of the guys. 40 of them. And then we're going to go back to our open air town. And like,
0: yeah. they I was bothered by that. They
1: put up this silly little barricade. And eventually one of the orcs is just like kicks right through it and just walks through it because that's what you could do. You could literally yeah. do that. You know, I could run through it, your walls right now. It's not that hard. <laughs> and yeah. so. And then they're like shooting from the rooftops or whatever. And then this, we, I, I'm so tired of the deus ex machina, like without reason, without a bill, like without any background, like without, like, you know, they're like, oh, like the Numenorians they went there, right. They were like, oh, we gotta, we gotta defend the humans or we gotta help them in this fight. Mm-hmm. But there was never like any background on like how they knew where they were. They just land their ships and then you see the fight with the humans and then all of a sudden out of the blue, like they just so happen to show up at this one tiny village, which is, you know, right. it's not that big a village. It's not like the, like, not, not like the city of Rohan like, you know, like the actual capital of Rohan, it's right. not the city, you know, it's not Minas Tirith. Right. Hmm. Where you would say, oh, if they're attacking Gondor, they're probably attacking Minas Tirith. Yeah, right? that
0: would be the last stand place. Or
1: Asgiliath, or something like that. They, yeah. No, they they ride in. They ride in out of the blue. Oh, we saved the day. Bum, they bum, are. Bum, 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 bum. You know, like uh, that. Yeah. That kills me so much because it makes it. What they're doing is they're making us. They're saying, hey, you guys are too stupid. We can't explain. Like, we're just going to show up. Right. right. We're not going to give you any buildup.
0: You don't want that backstory and lore.
1: Storytelling is storytelling. Yeah. I need to know what happened with the story. I need to be under. like. I need to understand what led me to that point.
0: I wonder if how much of that too in some of those, you know, highly produced shows like that is, you know, that if there at one point in the storyboard that there was that stuff, but then you know, the higher ups, the investors, the you know, the corporate people, the people who are making. The final decisions and spending the money that they're like hey I don't need all that stuff. I'm
1: sure there was a writer on that show yeah. who was like man this doesn't make any sense and they're like they're too stupid to pay attention to that. The yeah. audience is too dumb. They're just going to eat it up because we put it out there. Right? We don't need to make it. We don't need actually you know it's not like Hollywood doesn't have armor. It's not like the Lord of the Rings production doesn't have like armor that looks good.
0: We don't need to put armor on them. They, with that much money again they could have got which I don't know if they were involved or not but Weta Workshops in New Zealand did uh, all the, like, the armored weapons and everything for the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. And they're, like, about the best of the best at doing that kind of stuff. A, a billion dollars. Exactly.
1: A, a, a billion with a B. You should be able to get what you A billion you with a B. You know, even if it was just spray-painted or whatever to look a little bit better, that's fine. Like, you know, I, I I like Game of Thrones and armor and that was always silly. And I, I do hate that armor in movies typically isn't like... um. Useful unless it's like mm-hmm. a plot armor, quote unquote, for like you know um who is it? I think it's like Aragorn uses like his bracers once, right, and like mm. like to block a blade right. or something like that. And, but in, in real life, you know, you obviously can't just like cut through armor like it's a t- like you know it's yeah. paper. Yeah. But you could if it was the armor from like Numenor or whatever they were wearing. Right. Right. And the orcs, like they're all wearing that white cloaks and stuff, and I get the sun or whatever, but like give them a little bit more substance. You know, they just seem like they were like, it looked like they had just woken up. Like, you know, like, the right. Little, like, you know, when, when, when uh, Pooh Bear goes like his little with his shotgun. Oh, he has his nightcap, he has on. his nightcap on, he has you know, pop, like pop a little gun. white napkin, <laughs> nightcap. And he's got his little candle and the little thing. Yeah. That's what they kind of look like. They were just like wearing white <laughs> stuff and they were like, not that well, they weren't that greatly done. I don't know that. That's just kind of my take on it. I think the rings of power really, um, did not do a great job. They didn't do a great job explaining. I don't know why they picked the area that they picked. I don't know why they picked the story that they did. Um, I don't. I just don't get it. Right. To be honest, it was it was very frustrating for me. Uh, to watch. I mean, I watched it all because I like it, but I don't. I didn't love the I didn't love that series by any stretch. Right.
0: But comparing, you know, all the things we didn't like about the Amazon thing, what we do like about the original movies yes those were amazing they were they were very well done. you know the filming on location right and the, I, I, and on that note like new zealand i think was the perfect place oh perfect to yes. do that the, absolutely the variation in the types of terrain and, and the mountainous and the, the fields and the greenery of the shire and all that type of stuff and and they don't have any snakes but um no i agree i
1: they built these whole things like these whole sets they feel really good right there's a reason why you get that kind of cozy feel there's a reason why there's a hobbiton like there's like a hobbit village in new zealand you can go live in right or other places is because they the set was so good that people are like i want to live there right and so when i see something on tv that's been made like a billion dollars i want to i want to feel
0: immersed and and like i when watching those like you are convinced that that's a real place like it all it all makes sense Mm -hmm. it all seems legitimate that that, that's that's a real place that could exist and you could go see and stuff
1: yes it was like the decorations inside like you know the hobbit holes the the you know the way that the 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 little celebration right and everything like it's just such a fun fun place and i really Mm -hmm. really enjoyed it
0: yeah i wanted to go to Bilbo's birthday
1: yeah, it, who didn't? Yeah, because you know what you're gonna like. You could almost be like, I bet there's some pie. Like, oh, you there's could some tell, pie. Like, yeah, you, you some... could tell. Like, oh, I bet there's some turn. You know, like you can just tell that there's a like you can, you just feel it. Like you yeah. automatically see that place, and we can almost like in our in our own body like put ourselves in that place. And I think that's what's so good about storytelling and this whole storytelling that Tolkien did right well enough that Peter Jackson felt so strongly about that he then also interpreted it like that
0: right and, you and know? in the same vein that like you know later on in the movies in return of the king there and it's one of my favorite scenes too there's a scene where they're in uh, Minas Tirith, and you know they're the orcs and are you know battering down the doors and gandalf is sitting with uh pippin and they're sitting there and like there's like batterings on the door and you know, pippin's asking you know go through the whole thing of you know What if this is it? What if we die? And all that. And Gandalf goes to this whole spiel of, you know, this isn't the end. This is just another part of the journey. Yeah. And that, you know, into the, you know, white shores and far green country beyond and stuff. But you feel that tension of them, you know, just waiting there. You hear the batterings on the doors and you can like feel that buildup of like, you know, you can can imagine like sitting in those streets, just hearing that war going outside and like, you know, trying to mentally prepare yourself for them to break through and, you know, you don't know whether you're going to make it out alive or not. You know, I didn't know if they were going to make it out alive or not.
1: Yeah. And, and then you hear the horns of mm-hmm. gone or horns of Rohan in the distance yeah. as the Rohirrim approach, the El, or whatever the, their name is, right? Like the yeah. Aeolingus, like you hear that, right? And you instantly, I instantly, you know, you hear that, brrr, you yeah. hear that, you get like the hairs on your neck kind of stand up, right? Yeah. It's, it's almost primal that you hear that and you're like, Oh, and then you see the slowly advancing force. Right. Yeah. And you know, you get the King, right. And you get the, a, a decent speech at the beginning, yeah. right. With the perfect music buildup. Right. Right. And that, you know, everybody cheering. And then you get the charge, you know, into right. Pelennor Fields, into the battle, and wow.
0: And on top of that, it's not even the only time that happens. Then when they show up on the shore with the Ghost Army,
1: mm-hmm. like, yep. it,
0: it's a whole nother thing. And yep. then you're like, we got even more reinforcements, and you're just like, you know, you have that gut feeling, just like, yeah, give it to them, like, yeah. you know, you thought you guys were going to win, but guess what? I know,
1: and so and you guys are, and here's what you guys are saying. Well, John, isn't that Ghost Army kind of like the Deus Ex Machina thing from... Uh, from the, t- the, the rings of power. It is not because we see Aragorn mm. go, we know yeah. he goes there, they we go know he the goes mountain. there and gets them. And we know that like, if in the extended version, like in the other things, like, you know, that they're going to, you know what they're going to do. Like you have an understanding. That's the reason why they're not present. That's the reason why some of the, like Gimli Legolas, Aragorn, the three, what three of the biggest dudes in yeah. the series aren't there at the beginning of the battle. Like they are at Helm's deep. Right. Right. They're not there. And so you, you know, what's coming, you know, that they're like coming with that army to save the day. Right. And you're but a- up until then, like you said, you feel the plight of the people in Minas Tirith. you feel the yeah. plight of the people around it
0: and the anxious are like, are they going to show up in time? Like where yes. are they at? Like, come on. Like, you know, the tide, you know, it gets evened out with, you know, in, in the battles and stuff, but you can tell it could still go either way. And you're yeah. like, Come on. Like. Well,
1: with, you know, the, you get the charge, you get the charge of the Rohirrim yeah. on the Pelennor Fields, attacking the orcs, right? And then, you know, you get kind of them breaking, you get, you know, the Gondorian forces fighting back, and then, here comes the Easterlings with their Oliphants, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're oh, now, like, you, you see, like, you, you feel that charge, that, like, that thing that they had, and then They were the scary thing to the orcs. Right. The orcs were scared of them. Then they turn and they see these huge things coming towards them. And they also are then, they all are like, oh, and the king is, you know, he, you can tell in the way that he acts, he's such a good actor. You can tell that he's so good because he, bolsters them again he's like reform reform you know he's right. like he's like well i gotta because he can tell that this wind has kind of gone out of those sails yeah right there's like an old saying you know i don't know who said it specifically but it's like you know whichever team you know yelled their war cry first typically lost or something like that and they had already let theirs out they had already mm-hmm. gone and they had done it and they had ridden in and they've got work blood all over them and then they look right. and here's these here's essentially like the Orcs Rohirrim coming right, they're, in. Their backup. Their backup, right? And so then when you finally get the ghost, it's really, there's enough of a um, tension, there's enough tension in the air yeah, that it's actually like, oh, thank God. Thank you for releasing some of that. Thanks for coming in.
0: Right. You know? And, and on, yeah, I think that um, all these movies, that was one of the things that they did amazing was these moments of tension. Yes. Whether it be Gandalf stuck on top of, one of the two towers. After Sauron, you know, beat him up, and wondering how he's going to get off there. Yeah, he's
1: stuck on the Tower of Isengard.
0: Yeah, or if it's when Frodo is wrapped up in uh, Shelob's web, mm-hmm. you know, and poisoned and unconscious. Like that is a very intense moment, you know, and wondering what's going to happen there. Or they're on the the Bridge of Khazad doom. Yeah, you know, and there's the Balrog. Like, that is one of the most tension-filled moments in, you know, Gandalf Falls. And and at least in that movie at the time, we're like, did he just die? Yeah.
1: What happened to him? Especially if you didn't read the books, right? Like, the books have obviously been around for so long, but for the majority of people, right this was their entrance this media through the movies was their entrance into that world and so when you don't understand that he's not actually a human being that gandalf's like right. a spirit that was one things Ma- i didn't
0: find out till way later in my life you don't i had learn. no idea yeah
1: you don't learn that he's like and like he's like a maya like he's like this yeah. you know spirit like you you get really deep into that stuff which is so cool that it's already set up for that yeah th- that's when you really like so the people who read the books were like oh that's pretty neat you know how they did that but the people who yeah. didn't like we didn't know we're like oh, yeah gandalf is
0: dead like, I thought he was one of the coolest characters and like, now he's just gone mm-hmm. after this thing. Yeah. That, that I remember. Yeah. Again, in the theater, we left like stunned and just like, I, I need to see the next thing. What's going to happen. And thus sub- subsequently in the two towers, whenever they have that reveal to, it and mm-hmm. he's back and he's like in the forest transformed. And you're like, Oh, dang, uh, Gandalf freaking just went super saiyan, like, yeah. he just like metamorphosized, Yep. and he's he's back even more powerful now.
1: Oh, and and how about when he walks in to the ca- I forgot what the capital of Rohan's actually called into the castle there like in oh, and yeah. the king's still under like you know Saruman's King Theodon or what was,
0: what uh, is the or whatever what's his name?
1: Uh yeah yeah. But he's still under the um Théoden. He's still under right. he's still under Saruman's control, right? His power, yeah. And you see you see he's got his Grima cl- worm Wormtongue. You see Grima yeah. worm Wormtongue. When he sees, it's kind of like you talked about when the samurai show, or not the samurai, the uh, Jedi. When you talk about yes. the Jedi showing up and you're like, oh, it's about to get
0: real. Right. Grima sees the staff
1: and he's like, I told you. I told
0: you to take his thing. And then you see. Everyone's the, just like, every, I guess all the other guards are like, yeah, it's just an old man with his walking stick.
1: Yeah. And then you
0: see <laughs> the You gray, idiots. He's not
1: a freaking old man. <laughs> the gray cloak comes off. Yeah. The white, the blinding white light.
0: Yeah. right this purity of good in its most yeah most pure form just drowning out the evil that was present yeah there in the room it was matt that so th- those three movies were so
1: masterfully done mm. i love them and like everybody i don't know a lot of people who who just like eh, i don't like them you know i don't like lord of right God. you know most i think most people are like Even if they're like not into that kind of thing, if they're just like
0: not super into fantasy stuff, but like they'd still say that it were good movies.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, like they obviously even understand that like production value and everything else that they were well done. The acting. I mean, Viggo Mortensen, get out. How good is he? Right. Right? All of them. They were amazing. (laughs) Like Christopher Lee, you know, (laughs) like the, the, that's one of my favorite stories, like Peter Jackson talking about, you know. Well, you're gonna get stabbed in the back, and you're gonna go, ah! <laughs> and he's like, "That's not what happens when somebody gets stabbed in the back." Because Christopher Lee was like, you know, uh, MI six, you know, yeah. info like operator in World War Two. He killed people. You know, he was yeah. a bad
0: dude. Like he was And just, so he like, yeah, shut Peter Jackson down. He's like, no, this is the noise they would make, and they're like, oh, you actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, he, like
1: refuse to do it because he's like, it, and I like that that he was like, no. Uh, I've killed people like that and I don't think that's not what they do. So I refuse to do it because that's not real acting.
0: And right. Like, oh, okay. You know, that's a sign of a gr- awesome, great actor. Yeah. <laughs> that whenever you're, yeah, you swap the, the stuff on the producer and the director on that. that. That's, that's always a cool story. And
1: that seems to be one of the things about actors that people like when people tell they they're such a good actor, they're able to like ad lib or, you know, do whatever. I think that's a problem with actors sometimes like I'm I, and I've never been an actor. I've never worked in production. I, I come from it, you know, from only being like a
0: cinephile, right? Well, you've kind of acted as a GM in our D and D games. Well, but not,
1: to, not, <laughs> not, not a professionally, not professionally, no. not professionally, not professionally, but you see some actors and it, I don't like, I'm not going to try to say they're dumb by any stretch, but they don't, they don't seem to have like an original thought for it.
0: Right. That they, they just they seem they to do like the script and the, the character that is given to them.
1: Yeah. And like they, they'll, sometimes you'll see like the method acting or whatever, but it's still not original,
0: you know? Right. And there's, there's a lot of people who are like actors, but they're not really like to, to me. The, I, the first thing that popped in my head, as you said, it was Jared Leto as the Joker versus Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yes. Like yes. that is two different worlds of interpreting that character and acting in it.
1: Yes. And you know that Heath Ledger definitely brought his own take on it. It wasn't like, Hey, yeah. this is what it looks like. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure Jared Leto did too. But it's a different movie. Maybe role. it's just that his
0: take kind of sucked.
1: <laughs> true. But, true. Anyway. But, you know, Heath Ledger, like, there's no there's no denying that Heath Ledger's Matt, like, was that was a masterful performance. Mm. Masterful. And the same thing, like, could you imagine that movie being cast with anybody different in any of those roles?
0: Yeah, looking back at it now, like, I, I don't know of anybody. Yeah, but... It would have been It would have been weird, yeah. It would have been weird. Looking well, back on that now... On the same vein, I hate that when they, you know, when... This is a little tangent, but when DC tried to copy what Marvel's doing and build their whole cinematic universe with, you know, Ben Affleck as Batman, and they switched, on, like, you had an awesome Batman.
1: Well, I don't think Christian Bale was going to do it.
0: Regardless. No, he he wasn't, but it was still the point that like, you made you 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 were on the right foot with where you were going with this with those Batman movies, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, you just had to chuck all that and start over again. Yes, but anyway, back to
1: you know. Me. So I think with that, you know, like the, the like those three movies. Mm -hmm. Excellent. I love love those. Um, inspires me, inspires me when I'm, when I'm world building, you know?
0: Right. I was going to mention that earlier that, yeah, that's another thing that, you know, anytime you watch them, you know, for people who are really into D and D like us, you suddenly have those ideas, keep rushing back in, you'll see some particular character or armor or weapon. You're like, Ooh, I wonder if I can make that in, in my game.
1: Mm hmm. Like your stereotypical ranger, like your little elf, like wood elven ranger. You know, yeah. he's got his bow. It looks like Legolas. He's got that kind of thing going. Fights with two weapons.
0: I right? mean, my first ever d d character I made, my wood elf, like was very much based off of Legolas.
1: Yeah. Because it's, it's you know, people want to mimic things that are awesome and really, really cool. Right. Know? And I think there are some people who might dress up as like a rings of power person, but I I, I doubt it, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, people are going to cosplay any, any media, but. There's many more for those main movies.
1: There's also people that can cosplay better than that. Whoever was running this props department.
0: That's also a thing. I've seen many cosplayers that their outfits that you're like, yeah, that looks better than the movie did. Yeah. Or the TV show or whatever it is.
1: But the fabric, like
0: the things you see
1: in the Lord of the Rings trilogy in every single movie, when you see those things, you're like, oh, those look great. Yeah. Right. You know the elven armor whether it's like the hobbit series we got to see a lot of elven soldiers right right that was really fun that was a lot of fun so with that said there's a bunch of the three the three movies that are going to come out there's they're talking about eyeing another trilogy right and so this is what i want to this is so in the lord of the rings um the two towers right there is a scene and especially in the extended version for those people who didn't read the books or whatever, who aren't aware that Aragorn is part of like the Dunedine lineage, right? Mm-hmm. How old do you, do you remember how old he is in the two towers? Mm, not off the top of my head. He's 86 years old. Okay. Right. So he's 86 years old, but doesn't look like it. How cool would it be if they brought Peter Jackson back in Viggo Mortensen back in right? Not to, well, to reprise his role, but to also help with directing. Okay. Mm a young Aragorn movie right because mm. you know Aragorn was like his parents yeah, died sure. yeah, when he, yeah there'd
0: be a lot of backstory there
1: because we got 86 years right how cool would it be to see an aging Aragorn right we talked about I talked about in the last one where we there's these fan made super cuts that you get these kind of feelings from where yeah. they go back in time and how cool would it be to have that with like Aragorn with his son right and he's talking. we can see like this aged Viggo Mortensen, right? He's like, you know, they, they'll, they'll put some makeup on him, make him look older as he's like his, his time's winding down. Right. How cool would it be to hear about him growing up with Elrond and Elrond's children, the battles that he fought in, right? Mm. He fought in wars. Yeah. Right. Important wars that are really big. There's so much there. I wonder if they get to play him. That's the thing. I mean, let, you know, imagine Viggo Mortensen directing reprising the role. And imagine at the end of the movie is like the very last one or the end of the series or whatever. Vigo, it's like Viggo Mortensen's like, you know, we, we, we've seen his like, um, I don't think they, did they show his body in the, the return of the King when he died. Like it, like, you know, like the, at like the, or the, even like some of the uh, visions or whatever. I think they just should the mausoleum, right. With like his face on the rocks or whatever. I don't remember. I saying, well, how cool would it be to, like, actually see his funeral? And, but then also, like, us have all that background. See him growing up with, like, you know, meeting Legolas. Like, yeah. getting that whole backstory there. That would be cool. That would be amazing. Yeah. But there's also lots of other wars that they could get into.
0: as long as they don't do, like, a make him do the acting and do a de-aging no, that would be horrible. No,
1: that would be horrible. I think Vigo Mortensen like like a Peter Jackson producing it, Vigo Mortensen kind of directing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And with a little bit of acting. I don't even think I don't, I don't even want him in there for more than like a couple scenes. Right. Right. I want to see Vigo Mortensen cuz he could reprise the role and we instantly know who he is. Mm-hmm. And we could see the state that he's in just by the way he's acting and like the 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 makeup and everything that they put on him and then seeing him teaching his sons or grandsons. Right. About his time. And we get that kind of fade back.
0: You so know. it'd be kind of an instance of where it starts with, you know, him essentially recalling his stories of yeah. when he was young. Yes. Type of thing.
1: It it, which is which is kind of a callback, right, to like The Hobbit.
0: Yeah. Right? And there's a Bilbo, yeah, you know, here and there and back again. That's yeah. what, that's what those movies are. That's, that's that book that he wrote. That's the stories. And The
1: Lord of the Rings, written by Frodo, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that is... I think that would be really, really neat. I think that's some place that I think you would instantly, fans, instantly, instantly, instantly have fans. Imagine a young Aragorn seeing him just come up at the beginning, seeing him like having to kind of call his like human temperament as he's growing up in Rivendell with like the, with Elrond and his two sons.
0: If there was a, if there, yeah, if there a trailer came out and we saw this and it was just called Strider or something. Oh my God. Like that, I feel like that people would be like on board. Yeah, that's because
1: because before the like, because we see him in Lord of the Rings, right? Mm -hmm. In the first one, we see him fight and he's a magnificent swordsman. Yeah, he's magnificent swordsman. He's a good bowman. How did he get to how did he get to that point? Because he didn't grow up with his parents, right? His parents died when he was two. Yeah. So let's see him come up. You know, that could be cool. That's that's what I'm hoping for. This is just me. Like, this is just my like thoughts on it. I think because you have the actors there, you have yeah. the, you got the guy to play Elrond, you have people to play Gladriel. you have all that stuff going on. You you know Orlando Bloom's obviously still around and can easily
0: look like Legolas. Which yeah, thankfully like he hasn't aged a whole lot. No, he Looking really his, might be an he, elf. He could still probably play Legolas and pull it off pretty well. Well, you
1: and I'll be honest with you. So here's something like and this is this is talking about another fandom, the Carnival Row on that Amazon did. Right, I have no idea what that is. So Carnival Rose, like, like kind of like a steampunk fantasy thing. Okay. It's very cool. It's a very interesting, I made a post about it on Instagram the other day, how I almost wanted to run like a different D and D campaign in that world Ooh. or like make my own world similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of do it like they've got bolt action rifles and steam and things, things and they they came out with one series, like one season in 2018, right? And Orlando Bloom's like the main character in it. And like Carla De- Delavine or whatever her name mm-hmm. is. Is like uh the like kind of the the female role, female lead, and um. They didn't come out with another season until this year. Oh wow, yeah. I and and when I watch when we were, my wife and I are watching that series now, and executive producer Orlando Bloom, executive oh. producer Kara Delevingne, it seems like they like those roles enough that they were like, hey, we're gonna let's let's I don't know that they did that but it seems like because they took on the producer roles they fueled the they the fueled some thing. of it because it was it was like a very interesting you know um, it's kind of like got like this kind of noir detect like Orlando Bloom's kind of a detective and he's like yeah. Half, he, there's like a fairies like Carla Cara Delevingne or whatever she's a fairy named um, uh, vignette yeah. and so and he turns out Orlando Bloom might be like half or whatever and like there's a war, and a lot of the the Fey folks. There's there's Fawns, there's Pixies, okay. there's Centaurs. They get they're kind of like living in like ghetto style things in this one place that came and fought with them in the war. But they're kind of like second class citizens. And there's like a lot of okay really interesting stuff going on there. Anyways, it's very good. And Orlando Bloom looks great right now. Mm-hmm. He would look great in three years.
0: You know, that's what I was gonna say. It, what I was that is, like know, fine if the they Hobbit. did a similar story for Legolas. Then you know he probably could because you know elves age so slowly and stuff that he could probably still just play the the younger one without having to do they could probably just put some makeup and make him look younger
1: yeah i saw that's yeah.
0: i think that would be so neat
1: to have like like have orlando bloom like see him like see that, him whoever, whatever the, whatever,
0: the, whatever the, actor's playing Aragorn. The young Aragorn that he runs into Orlando Bloom as Legolas.
1: Yes wouldn't yeah. that be so because they obviously they knew they know each other they're yeah. from there they are obviously friendly with each other they've fought with each other right they've met each other in the past how neat would that be to see them together on screen with like him in this young Aragorn and then this young Aragorn you know because the elves blessed with this life long, you know with this super long life mm. right it must be hard to be like to respect a human because they, they always are going to know less than you yeah right you know you already have a millennia on them so it's hard to respect them as like an adult or
0: whatever right when, when these you know beings only live to be 70 80 90 years old and you know you were just getting your life started at that point
1: yeah so i i think it'd be so cool to see aragorn and him become brought like have this brotherly thing and like how they learn and like you know the the relationship with Elrond's children, to his two sons, and like learning the ways of the elves, and like you know right. gaining the respect that he has in certain circles to eventually become, you know, in a pretty rapid succession. It doesn't take long, like real realistically, from the the like the movie. It's not doesn't it's, it's not even like a year until
0: yeah. and you can even see the beginnings of the relationships with Arwen. Yes, and like see yes. how that all started. Like that could be your. Sort of, you know, romance aspect of it. It might TV
1: be show. a little Padme esque, you know, because she'll be like a millennia old and he's like, he's like, you know, five or whatever. You know, well,
0: <laughs> well, maybe not not that. <laughs> maybe when he's, you know, just a, a young strapping 20 year old or something. Yeah,
1: maybe but. she's been away for a second. She comes back because we don't want that like Padme. No. Like, you know, that like, was always a little weird. <laughs> it was. It definitely was. You know, <laughs> I, I love. I love those memes that are like of that, you know, for Padme's like, we can't be together, but she's wearing like this outfit, you know, he's like,
0: nine and she's 14. Harking <laughs> back to the wise words of weird Al.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a good song that was. It was
0: the saga mm, begins by this, weird.
1: That's good one. If you're looking for one. Um, but I think that would be really neat. That's kind of my pick to go with that. What would you like to see from like, an, I mean, if, I, if I I think there that was
0: sounds awesome. You know, I mean, I granted, it, I I think in a similarly, it could be cool to see some of the because in, in the same vein, someone who would have many, many hundreds of years of adventures would be Gandalf. I mean, Gandalf's yeah. also the other, you know, very popular you know character in the thing. He's the, 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 one of the other biggest guys in it, and so like I, I've always wanted to see more of the power of the wizards in that universe you know, to see what other magical capabilities they have and stuff. Cause we, we don't see, I mean, we see a little bit of magic from them, and but they not talk
1: a, more about magic in the books for sure. Yeah. But yeah. We don't see it as much in film. Like, why didn't, like, why didn't, why didn't Gandalf just cast fireball?
0: Right. Exactly. Like that kind of stuff. Like, I want to see it, like if there is any, uh, like we, you know, we get that little glimpse of, you know, Saruman doing the, the chant on the top of the tower towards the mountain as yeah. it, to make the avalanche fall on him, and everything. But, and then, but yeah, outside of that, I, mean, I guess there's the like the ward that he casts on the bridge of Doom to block the sword as as the Balrog's striking down and he blocks it, you know, with the light and everything. There's mm-hmm. like a couple kind of spell type of things you see, but I I would, I would like to see some kind of adventure that shows a lot more of that magic, that to see the capabilities of the wizards in the Lord of the Rings universe.
1: I think that's neat too. Well, I think that's part of it. I, I do like that it's not, the magic is not so ubiquitous that it's like... I think that's one of the things that makes them so much more maybe feared slash whatever. Is it's not that understood. Right.
0: Right. You know, the, the, the magic in it, it, almost like there's some, and I think it, it may be particularly that scene with Saruman chanting on the mountain that it reminds me a lot of the, uh, like the the voices from uh, Skyrim, like the, the Greybeards mm. or whatever they're called. Well, I imagine up, they're definitely up, 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 up based on high, them. High Hrothgar. Yeah. Yeah. There, that, that it's just this by just the power of your voice and the, you know, you, you command the earth to do things for you and stuff. So I don't know. I, I, I would. I think that'd be kind of interesting.
1: I, I agree with you. I think that would be interesting. Um, ah, oh man, there's just so, there's such a huge world because Tolkien did set up thousands of years of stuff. Mm. You know, maybe we go on an adventure with Tom Bombadil. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's also a, a, a thing. Just hear a little singing dude and his little yellow boots and all that. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> it very well could be so we love lord of the rings yes both of us i hope that you all love lord of the rings i hope if you've never watched lord of the rings for some reason you're listening to us talk about lord of the rings up to this point which right. is right at an hour that you're like maybe i should watch it and i hope you do and guess what there's hobbit movies too we've not even talked about those where you actually can see a dragon you can see some other things you know that are kind right. of interesting it's a little bit more um i watched the hobbit once a year probably too just mm. because i love I, I haven't
0: seen it in a minute
1: I, I like it just because, like, I, you know, sometimes you just got to get in a mood. Like, it, it helps me, like, jumpstart the mood, especially for, like, Dungeons and Dragons or right. something like that. Like, you know, there's not, because there's not enough real decent fantasy out there. Yeah. um And it, some of the same actors reprising, like, you know, Gandalf and Elrond and yeah. that kind of thing. It's, it's nice to see. um And, like, Orlando Bloom, getting to see, like, a list out there and shooting bows and right. shooting arrows at but, people.
0: But I guess, yeah, to wrap it up, everything, like, the Lord of the Rings, like, those are, those, first three, particularly the original trilogy, they are in my top favorite movies. Well, you know, in our early uh, episodes, we, we did our top 10 favorite games. Uh, we may, I wonder if we could put together a top 10 favorite movies.
1: Um, Oh boy, could I, yeah, <laughs> of course I could put together a top 10 movies. There's yeah. movies I'm dying to talk about.
0: Yeah. We may uh, dive into that here soon. That's a good idea, but yeah, they definitely live up there for me. And I said, there's not many movies I watch once a year, type of thing, but they they do that, and I, I feel like they'll always be interesting. And they're one of those movies too that you know every time I watch it, I pull something else out of it. Yeah, some type of deeper meaning. And that's one thing that I also love about these movies is there's a lot of underlying philosophy and you know values and stuff in this. You know, referring to you know that scene with Gandalf, like the sacrifice that he does and is you know kind of reborn you know, through this sacrifice to save his fellow companions and everything. Um, And even just the, you know, the weight of Frodo bearing the ring, you know, making this travel as just, you know, a normal person. So there's a lot of kind of, yeah, philosophy. And I think deeper meaning behind a lot of this stuff that is really cool and that I really appreciate.
1: Well, I think that goes back to some of what C.S. Lewis said when he read The Hobbit, you know, you 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 read it a few times or less in this case you watch it a few times when you're younger and you're brought into the world and you see everything. But as you start to get older, you start to pick up on some of the things. So maybe it's not until your twelfth or fourteenth viewing that you pick up something else that like really makes it that thing for you.
0: Yeah. And that it can be like, yeah, depending on what's going on in your life, that something you know, something Gandalf says, you know, that just hits you a different way. Oh yeah. I had that happen a number of times in my life. I know you did. And it's yeah, like, the, the words of, of Gandalf literally have, like, helped me through tough times in the past. Yeah. Which is, again, another reason why I just, I, I love these so much.
1: And they're also the words of a person, too. That's the thing, you know, they're, they're the words of Tolkien through Gandalf. Yeah. And, and that's what's so neat, is he played those roles and had those words that made people, mm-hmm. you know, he played the role of so many of those people. He played the role of Aragorn. He played the role of Legolas. He played each of those roles masterfully. Mm-hmm. And that advice that he gave, that was advice that he gave you, you know, it was advice that he gave to his readers, you know, and and he is somebody that's another thing, you know, he had been through so much in his life. There's actually a really good Tolkien movie that you guys should go check out. That's like actually about him, Mm. you know, for those that don't know, Tolkien was a world war one veteran from, you know, he's a, he's a British, he was a British soldier in world war one. And a lot of the things he saw there, you know, were things that he used to help him write Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And, For somebody that saw something, which, you know, we'll talk about probably different wars in the future or something like that. But when you went from like this, this, you know, Napoleonic dress, you know, uniforms, muskets and all that. And this was the first major, you know, war where you're talking about machine guns and gas and that kind of thing. The horrors that he experienced that he had no idea could because nobody did. Yeah. The incompetence of leaders, right? You see that portrayed several times in those things. His own life experience was a big, big reason why he was able to do those things so much. And yeah. and also probably because those things resonate with us inside of us. That's another reason why we like it so much. For sure. Definitely. I do want to throw something out there though. I showed it to you a minute ago and I think you liked it as well. There's a guy on Instagram oh, yeah. that I want to bring up, because I'll be I'll be I'll be posting him on Instagram today. And I think you guys should go follow him. His name is G A R D guard space Ragnarok Sagan. And he is, uh, he's like a really funny Instagram page. He's like a workout guy, right? So even if you're like, I don't like working out or whatever, it's fun for him because he has all these, the, all of his workout videos on there are like him with like weights or something like that. And he has like the music from the Lord of the Rings and he's like running. He's like, you know, getting ready to, to run onto the you know to to guard helm's deep or whatever like every single one of his videos is like kind of sci-fi or fantasy based and he's always like he's got these silly workouts to go along with him and then he's even got if you go to his link tree he's got a um mailing list and on the mailing list it's like um hold on I'll tell you if you go to, go to his he'll see coach ragnarok isn't it? his like mail chimp thing and it says sign up for free lord of the rings inspire workouts and others let's get strong and so um yeah, it's just fun. It's like, you know, he in, in the picture on his mailing list, it's like him deadlifting, like, you know, a bunch of weight. And then next to that, he's got a picture that looks like uh, him in fantasy garb with like the uh, what was the sword? Uh, what's God? what's Aragorn sword called? Shards yeah. of Narsil. Huh? Yeah, he's got he's got Narsil in his hands and, you know, looking cool. So, you know, yeah. everybody from all walks of life, you know, geeks and, and everybody gets to be in the geek culture now. And that's what we want. We want everybody to be on our side you right. know, moving forward for sure. And I hope that you all will follow us on Instagram yes. at geek ETC podcast and Twitter at geek ETC podcast
0: and on YouTube. YouTube and on YouTube. Yeah. Geek ETC podcast. And if you want to support the show, visit patreon.com slash geek ETC podcast. Cause we'd really
1: love to have you as members of our crew.
0: Yeah. Become members of the crew. Uh, take a look at the, our new, uh, co-op therapy. Uh, gameplay we have up there, check that out. Uh, support the show, keep us uh, moving right along, bringing you cool stuff to listen to. And
1: I, I hope, I hope that you all will remember that, like I said earlier, geeks we fight better together. Our voices can be heard if they're if they're being spoken in unison and in large numbers. So if we want the content out there and we want it a certain way, make sure that we our
0: voices are heard moving forward. Right. Meet us on the fields of Pelennor for the final battles of. Maintaining geek culture. I'm i know. with that. you. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, and if you're with us, remember to keep geeking out. Thanks for listening.